Hallelujah. 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 Bless your name, O oh Lord. We just worship you this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm going to start in Romans 8 this morning, briefly. But. Uh, And what I'm talking about this morning is freedom. Freedom. <laughs> Freed. Hallelujah. There's so many quote, uh, spiritual quotations which the Holy Spirit gives in the Bible about f- being free. But I'll start from this one because I think this wraps it all up what we're free from. And it's verse 2 of chapter 8 of Romans, and it says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. So we're free this morning. We're free. You know... um, I was a Christian for a long while before I became free because I didn't really realise that Jesus came to set me free. Hallelujah. He came with a message that we could be free of our sin and ultimately be free of the curse of death. Hallelujah. Because it says the curse is upon us And the curse is death. Hallelujah. But you see, we we don't have to die. Our body might die, but we don't die. Hallelujah. The life that I now live will continue, continue right through eternity in Christ. Hallelujah. That's why it's, it's good to have the password when you get to heaven. When you get to that door, can't tell them how good you've been. Um, That you used to go to church every week. uh, And that you did all these things in the name of God and all the rest of it. If you can't mention the name of Jesus as your saviour, then you aren't going to go through those pearly gates. You're not going to get in. It's, It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. There's no, the Bible doesn't have any confusion on, the, on that message that we are allowed in because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross and our acceptance of that sacrifice to cover our sin. And that's what it's all about. And we are free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Let me, if we look at 2 Corinthians. Not too far back. And it's 3 verse, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. 
And it's talking about Moses in the wilderness and having to veil his face because they couldn't stand the glory of God. And it starts off in verse 16. It says, Nevertheless, when it shall be turned away, the vow, when it shall turn to the Lord, the vow shall be taken away. And then it goes on to say in verse 17, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And what it's saying is, we're changed into that same glory that shone upon Moses. We're suddenly in relationship with God. But the the verse that I'm, I'm focusing on this morning is this. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. You know, liberty is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Hallelujah. If the spirit of the Lord's not there, there isn't liberty. Because what you get into is letter, and you get into law and you get into works and all the other things when you try to live by the works of the flesh or things that you can do you're not at liberty but when we come to that spirit of the Lord we are in liberty hallelujah bless the Lord we're free I'm free I don't know about you I'm free I could I could run around this place Maybe I should. <laughs> Why can I run around this place? Because God has set me free. Why do I dance? Because God has set me free. There was a physical point in my life where God set me free. And it, it, it's quite challenging when God sets you free There are no boundaries. (laughs) Amazingly, God doesn't put up any boundaries. You could go, you could come pretty extreme in freedom, God wouldn't stop you. But He says, the Word of God says, He constrains us by His love. Yeah. We are constrained by the love of God in our lives. We can't just do what we like because he constrains us. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you've been constrained lately. (laughs) I've been constrained quite a few times. Hallelujah. And it's, you know, the the constraint of God is different for different people. That's That's what challenged me a lot sometimes. I can't do some of the things that you can do because they're not good for me. Hallelujah. (laughs) And some things that are not good for me, you might be allowed to get get away with. Hallelujah. 
because they're not doing you any harm. Hallelujah. Now, that's a strange doctrine, I know, but it talks about that, you know, in the Bible, that, that we can't live by somebody else's values that God has put in their heart. Hallelujah. We all live to God separately. And we are constrained by his love for us. Hallelujah. And that's the wonderful thing. That's why I can say I'm free. Because I can. You know, uh, I'm, there's one bit in the, here. I won't, uh, in 1 Corinthians 9, 1, Paul talks about the free, his freedom. We'll go there. Yeah, let's, let's go there. It's out of order what I plan, but that's where we're going. Paul talks in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 9, he says, Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? And then he, in verse 5, and he, he says, Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as the other apostle, as the brethren of the Lord and Peter? Or I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear working? See, he had all these freedoms, but he decided that having a wife wasn't good for him. Hallelujah. He decided that he wouldn't live by his ministry. He did temp mating on the side. He didn't rely on all the money that he might have got from the church. He chose to be free of that. Now, it's not that it's not, it's not allowed in the freedom that we have, but he says, you see, people were calling into, in, into um, question how free Paul was. They wanted to bring him back into bondage to their understanding, to their levels of, of uh, what, what was allowable. You know, they wanted to circumcise all the, Christ, all the new Christians. They wanted to do all these things, make them subject to the, all the uh, Levitical laws. But God had set them free. He'd set Paul free. He was more religious than than 90% of the people that are religious today. And yet God set him free of all that. He didn't have any barriers to what he could do. But he chose to do certain things. And that's, that's what the choice that we have, brother and sister. Hallelujah. We can't give up anything for God. You see, you don't get no, there's no credits you, you, don't, you don't get green shield stamps, as we used to say, or you don't get points on your, on your account with the company, with God. There's no points, no point system. You know, you can't give up anything for God. But the things that, that um, in your heart, God puts in your heart, you find that they establish things that you, you find... You're being constrained by the love of God. Hallelujah. And <clears throat> I'm going to John 8, John 
Gospel, chapter 8. And we're talking about free indeed. It's John 8, 36. And Jesus is talking about servants and all the other sons, all the other things that, um, that, that people were talking about not being in bondage and all the rest of it. And then he says in verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know what do you, how you interpret that way. Free indeed. I, I see it free in every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. I think being free is wonderful. You can be different to the, to the average or the normal. You can be totally... Well... Totally different. You know, you could do things that are quite not acceptable by the normal norms. Hallelujah. Because you're free. Hallelujah. I, I, I sometimes enjoy my freedom in God. I like to get in the surf. I like to get in the sea. I like to get... I only do knee, knee boarding, but uh, I like to get in a wave. I like to feel the power of, of, of the wave. Pushing me up the beach. It's a sort of freedom. You're, you're, you're no longer in control of your destiny. That's the freedom that God puts you in. You're no longer in control. You allow yourself to be free and God suddenly God motivates and empowers you to do something. Hallelujah. And because you're free, you've not got any inhibition. That's what I'm trying to say. You've got no anything inhibition. To hold you back. You see, when you look at Christ, he was absolutely free. He would take a bit of mud, spit on it, and put it in a man's eye. <laughs> now that broke every law, I think, in the, in the Levitical thing. Mud, spit, and all those things were not kosher. <laughs> I'm sure God, Jesus did it just to demonstrate the freedom of the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That man's eyes were open. Mud or no mud. Hallelujah. I wouldn't want somebody putting spit and mud in my eye, would you? He spat upon a man's tongue and he spoke. The, the dumb spoke. Hallelujah. There's power in your spit, brother. <laughs> But are you free to use it? <laughs> I'm not suggesting you do it by your own motivation. But if the Spirit spoke to you to do it, do it. Because <laughs> it will work. God, Jesus wasn't setting up a new norm where we'd all got to go around and have a spit, spit blessing. No. But he was demonstrating that it's not in the normal, it's in the paranormal that God works. Hallelujah. And he works without any restraint. Hallelujah. That's the wonderful thing. He waited till, till Lazarus was stinking and decomposing. And yet he still spoke those words. Lazarus, come forth. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it worked. And it works. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 and 13 talks about us being called to liberty. That's a challenge, isn't it? It says, For brethren, ye have been called to liberty, to freedom. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbour as yourself. Hey? So you're called to liberty. We're not called to be religious, stiff and starchy, to stand up and sit down when everybody else stands up and sits down. We're called to, to be free. Hallelujah. To express ourselves. Hallelujah. In him. Hallelujah. That, that, that is wonderful. When you go out on the street, like they did yesterday, it's wonderful to be free. Hallelujah. You've not got to present anything. We're not presenting the gospel to people. We are demonstrating the gospel in the things that we do and the things that we say. Hallelujah. We demonstrate the gospel. Jesus demonstrated the power of the Spirit to the people in his time. We're there to demonstrate the power of his Spirit. And we have this freedom within us to do exactly what God tells us. Hallelujah. See, there's no physical restraint on us. God has taken all that away in Christ. For you, brethren, have been called to freedom. That's what it says there. Isn't that wonderful? There's a conflict. If you read on, there's a conflict between the flesh and the spirit. Yeah, well, there's conflicts. But in the spirit you are free. Amen. You're free. Hallelujah. Do you feel free? No, you don't feel free. But the spirit of God is able to come, overcome your feelings. Hallelujah. It's not a feeling. It's a fact. It's something that operates by faith. The fact, faith is a fact. It's something that exists in your life. Hallelujah. Then it talks about Galatians 5.1, more or less on the same page. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Don't let anybody get hold of you and try to cloak you with something that would restrain you. Because man will try and restrain you. But God will set you free. Hallelujah. Sometimes liberty can be a bit challenging for the people in the church. Hallelujah. I know it is for me sometimes because it's not the norm. Hallelujah. And then it says... I'll read it again. Stand fast ever in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. He has made us free. 
And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You know, there's a, there's a sort of a yoke that comes on you that says, well, you can't do that. Um, it wouldn't be seemly. But, you know, if we look at Christ's example, a lot of things he did weren't seemly. They were gracious, full of grace, full of love. That's how Christ operated it. And it has to be the same with us. We don't, we're not free just to, to annoy people, to upset people. We're there to, by the grace of God to reach out through our liberty that others might become free. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3 and 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Now, I would like to suggest that freedom promotes boldness. We have this boldness within us to be free. Hallelujah. It takes boldness sometimes to be free, doesn't it? And it's in the boldness that we have that we are able to touch other people's lives, I believe. Because it's by faith. Romans 6 and 22. This is a wonderful scripture. It says, now, But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life so we're made free from sin and death and all the other things that sin but we're still servants of God it says and it's in being uh, our service to God that we have fruit we produce fruit of the spirit both to wholeness and to everlasting life. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 and 16. Be free, not using your liberty for a cloak of malicious but as the servant of God so we freedom has to be real has to be real it can't be some sort of effervescent thing in the distance freedom is something that's real people will know you're real they'll know you're free because you're real you see, you can't, put, you can't put this freedom on. It's something that God puts within you. It's something. He liberates us from all our past life. From all the things that we, are, we have fearfulness for. 
You see? If we read 1 John 4, it talks about perfect love casteth out all fear. Hallelujah. So, this liberty we have, I think, is part of the love of God. Hallelujah. Because we're his love children, we are free. Hallelujah. You know, we sing that song, he has set his love upon me. He has set his love upon me. You know, if you love, if you love a child, he's free. He feels comfortable. In the presence of his mum and dad, they know, he knows they, they love him. And he can get away with murder in, in lots of cases. <laughs> it's true. That's how God is with us. We get away with murder sometimes. I don't mean physically murder. I mean in the vernacular term of, of what we call murder. We, we do things which we might feel are not acceptable. But because we're in that love family, God's love covers, it says, a multitude of our sin. Hallelujah. Galatians 1 and 4. Where should we go there? It's two and four, sorry. It, it, Paul's talking about here false brethren, he said. And that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ, that they might bring us back into bondage. See, Paul was questioned on his liberty, on his freedom. See, he had let go of all the, the laws, the, the Judaic laws, he'd let them go. Circumcision, what do you eat, cleansing, the rules of cleansing and all the other things that, that, that have been taught by Moses. But Paul, when he went up to Jerusalem to see the disciples, had had an experience which didn't come from within the apostles. He went to Tarsus, didn't he? And he spent, I think it was three years there, with God. And God set him totally free. And when he went up to Jerusalem, he had something that the, the, the other 11 apostles didn't have. He had a freedom. You know, Peter was always struggling with, the, uh, with things, you know. We know all about Peter and, and the uh, revelations he had with the animals. God saying to him, eat these things. And he said, I can't eat. I've not eaten any of these things since I was a young man. All these things were there, but Paul was free. And people came to spy out. You see, if you're free, people will try and spy out your liberty. See if there's anything they can put on you. Uh, they say, well, that's not God. And they will. They'll come and spy out your liberty. They won't understand you. What, what it basically means, they won't understand how you can be that free and be in God. 
and totally unrestrained by anything other than the Spirit of God. It doesn't fit with the mindset of a human being to, to not be restrained by something. But God restrains us with his love, as I said. It's a sort of, it's, it's a restraining love upon our lives. He's, he's made us free so that we can be his children, just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And then we get, you know, we're into Isaiah. There's a couple of Isaiah scriptures. One is Isaiah 10 and 27. And it's, it's, shall come to pass in that day that this, his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Hallelujah. You see, the anointing of God, which is upon our lives, gives us that freedom, that liberty. It breaks the yoke of bondage. If we go to Isaiah 61, it tells us a bit more about that. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of a prison to them that are bound. Hallelujah. Now that was Christ's purpose in coming to earth. To fulfill Isaiah 61. He came to earth to proclaim liberty. And he's given us the ability to go out and proclaim liberty. From the curse of sin. From all the things that religious or whatever that might restrain us to make us free like he was because this liberty is to make us like Jesus hallelujah we can do things which are not generally accepted in the natural but which are generally accepted in the spirit hallelujah you you can you imagine uh, if you went into a jail and, and proclaimed liberty to the prisoners, they'd all come out of that place like a rocket, wouldn't they? They'd be totally free, wouldn't they? They'd go off. It's just like that for people that are in, in jail to their lifestyle, their, um, their sin. Jesus came preach and proclaim the liberty to us, the captives. Hallelujah. I'm no longer captivated by my past life. I'm no longer captivated by my thinking, by my actions, really. Uh, of I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing. I, I thank God that, for the freedom of the Spirit. I could dance. I'd love you all to dance like I do. But that's my liberty. <laughs> I try and encourage you <laughs> to
to get out of your seat, get out of your comfort zone. That's what liberty is about, isn't it? Get out of your comfort zone. Get into something that you've never experienced before. That's what God constantly wants to do in our lives. To give us a new flavour of what freedom is. Hallelujah. I thank God this morning, Father, that you sent Jesus to set us free. Hallelujah. Free from our conceptions of you, Lord. That we might realise that you're free. (laughs) You're free. You're free. And you've given us some of your freedom, Lord, in our lives. Hallelujah. And that we're just constrained by your love. Hallelujah. We thank you for that constraint, Lord. I, I don't know, Lord Jesus, how many things I could have done without that constraint which would have been disastrous for my life. I can think of a few. But I thank you, Father, for the constraint of the Holy Spirit upon each one of us through your love. Hallelujah. I pray for each one in this place that we might be set free. Hallelujah. To to do the things you want us to do. Hallelujah. Not be constrained by anything of this world, Lord Jesus. That our vision might be one of Eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We did sing quite a few free choruses about freedom this morning. Um, We can sing a couple more, I think.